Samurai Jack gets swallowed by a big creature, and Joe not gonna believe what happens next. There it was, folks. My only pun this week. I wasn't kidding. That was literally the only pun I came up with. Anyway, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 95. Nick Montagani, I'm here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, a pleasure to be with you once again. Yes, as always, same. And, and <laughs> how, things. How, how polite of a response <laughs> and also confusing. <laughs> Brendan, uh, yes, lovely to see you. I... I if you think about it, Brendan, you, the man, Brendan Riley, yourself, mm-hmm. yep, you should know what I would like to talk to you about at the top of this week's episode. Uh, is it uh, that new Smash clone? It sure is, baby. Good guess. Uh, Super Warner Smash Bros. Ultimate Warner Bros. Brawl, <laughs> I think is what they call it. Uh, Multiverses, of course, is the name of that game. Yep. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit on the show before. Yeah, it's a basically Super Smash Brothers clone. Um, that is a free-to-play game, um, but also is it's focused around the Warner Brothers multiverse. So you got your Cartoon Networks in there, but you mm-hmm. also got your DCs in there. Um. You got your, like, classic Hanna-Barbera's in there. Yep. And then you got your uh, NBA legends in there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was actually playing as him last night, kicking some ass. Uh, he's my favorite fighter, yeah. as, as you know well. Um, but, yeah, we both played a little bit of that together. Yep. Um, and we, I, we had spent some time on the show theorizing that this game was going to be dog shit. Yeah, like the Nickelodeon one. Like the Nickelodeon one is, and most Super Super Smash Bros. clones yeah. are. Yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to do, it seems. No. It's an established formula uh, that Nintendo, yeah, gets right, and then other people want to do the cash grab. Right, and yeah. it doesn't always exactly pan out. And this one definitely has some, like, questionable design decisions, but uh, it's... One, it's the best uh, Smash clone, I think, that I've played. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, To both of our surprise, we have had a very good time playing this game. Yeah. No, I'm really enjoying it. I've been playing a lot of Harley lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, her up special just throws people from the map. Nice. It's really good. What is her up special? Is there like a fun no, she Harley just, Quinn specific? Or she, she just, just swings her bat. That's all. Oh. Yeah. Lame. Which is weird that it's a special move if all she's going to do is swing the bat, but... They ran out of ideas <laughs> yeah. for her, I guess. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess the the relevant thing to this podcast, you know, if we're talking about this game, is like what are the Cartoon Network characters that they've got in there and kind of what makes them special. Uh, there's no Samurai Jack in there just yet, but he does oh. definitely seem like someone who could belong in this game. Oh, yeah. I would be surprised if they didn't bring him in. In time, yeah, it seems like that would be kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so hopefully they'll do that, but they do have plenty of other Cartoon Network characters. Um, we've talked about in the past, uh, you're much more of a uh, Adventure Time fan yep. than I ever have been. Um, and when you and me were playing this game together, you made a lot of remarks on like some of the cool Adventure Time touches that they made yeah, in like, yeah. music and stages and moves and stuff like that. So. Uh, it seems like they did a good by that franchise. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The the stage has the snail, which is hidden in every episode. I think early on, I don't know if they continued the snail after the reveal of who the character actually is. Um, but he was hiding in every episode and he appears uh, in the background in different places on the map. And they've got this really nice, like orchestral version of the ending theme, Christmas Island by I don't actually know the name of the band right now. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> Anything else while I look up the name of the band that sings Christmas Island? Uh, not really regarding this stage. Uh, Finn is the only Adventure Time character that I've played much of at all. They also have Jake, who's playable. Uh, oh, and I guess a couple other characters do like pop up in the background, like uh, Lady Rainicorn will fly by. Uh, one character, I think it's Bugs, has a chance to just like summon random characters from other shows uh and he had nectar following him around in one match that i was playing who is the never-ending pie-throwing robot voiced by andy milanakis on uh, adventure time <laughs> Ooh, that's a name i haven't heard in a <laughs> long time yeah yeah i don't think he does any voice lines in the game but ah rats yeah um yeah it's pretty cool though that is one of the fun things about this game is, yeah, right out of the gate, they've got like all the original voice actors for uh, like almost yeah. every single one of these characters. And a lot of them have announcer packs. So rather than the guy who yells at you to choose a character, you can have your favorite character say it instead, uh, which I think is kind of neat. If uh, Harley Quinn was going to tell you to choose your character, what do you think that would sound like, Brendan? Oh, I don't know. I don't really want to do a Harley Quinn impression. Mm, I was just, I thought you might know what that sounded like and you could kind of deliver that. Oh, no, I uh, I have the Aria one, actually, not the Harley one. What? So if, if Aria Stark was going to say, choose your character, <laughs> uh, what do you think that might sound like? <laughs> she, she basically just goes like, choose a character. Oh, my God. Is Maisie here? <laughs> yeah. Incredible. You ever, you ever see me and Maisie Williams in the same place? I no, actually, you know what? <laughs> I can confidently say I haven't. So yeah, uh, the Adventure Time ending theme is a portion of the song "Christmas Island" or "Island Song" by Ashley Erickson. That's what one. this page says. Yep, I have that on uh, my Spotify playlist. It's a good tune. Well, damn. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, multiverses. I've <laughs> I actually haven't played it in like over a week to this point. Um, but I, I was having a really good time with it and I do intend to go back to it. I just haven't spent a lot of time playing video games recently. Yeah, same. I did uh, play a bit last night. Um, 
a friend of mine was playing on PC. The crossplay works great. Uh, you just have to find each other through your WB name, which I Bleh. I hate like downloading a game on my PlayStation and then having to sign into another service. But you got to do what you got to do. Stuff like this, it works. Yeah, it it works well too. Uh, and I didn't notice any like latency issues, or I didn't feel like uh, com- computer players had any sort of distinct advantage like you would in say like a Call of Duty game. Sure. Yeah, this is not that same type of. No. deal everyone's got to push buttons mm-hmm. so um I, yeah i've been <laughs> i haven't played in a little bit but when i when i was playing and when we were playing together i was maining lebron james uh which i first did as a joke because i thought it would be hilarious to main a real human being <laughs> but then i actually really enjoy playing as lebron james probably more than any other character in he's that very game. So good I'm going to continue to do it it's I think. it's not to like shit on lebron james too much but i i'm i'm a little annoyed with how good of a character he is <laughs> it's I, yeah um it's complicated <laughs> um yeah i it i think a lot of people are in the same position where they're like they're not sportos so they don't like want to play as like the sports guy but then they're like ah shit but like he's really good but he's strong as fuck and he's fast <laughs> and he's got ups but he's not voiced by lebron james he's voiced by a different guy he's voiced I, by the guy who voices barrett in the final fantasy 7 remake wow wow yep. i see i've always seen a lot of similarities between the two of them mainly the fact that lebron james has a gun arm yeah yep and is part of a an underground terrorist organization. And he loves Marlene <laughs> dearly. Um, yeah. Multiverses. It's kind of in a complicated state right now. Cause it's technically in beta and the, uh, full release was supposed to be yesterday as of this episode, mm-hmm. uh, August 9th. Um, but now they've delayed it sort of indefinitely. Oh, really? I hadn't heard about yeah, that. Which sucks for people who might have spent money on some sort of founders pack or something like that as Brendan raises his eyebrows. <laughs> who would do such a thing? <laughs> you know what, though? I <laughs> I got a problem. I bought that founders pack. It's a $100 pack. Uh, and it's fool. I know, right? I know. I had to. Um, so no, I, did did I did it. I did it. Uh, and it, it gives me a yellow name, like when your your name pops up above like your character select. Oh, so you can look like a real asshole. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Playing online. But but I was playing with my friend last night, and he said it wasn't showing up on his side. Oh, so what was the point? I just have a regular name on his side, and I was like, "What the fuck, <laughs> man?" <laughs> they got your money, baby. All I have is this stupid toast background with a crown on it. <laughs> Hope it was worth it. Oh, and every character and potentially every future character already unlocked. Hey, who knows? You know, delayed indefinitely, there might not ever be any future characters. You might be SOL, my man. Yeah, because I'm the only asshole who spent $100 on it. I wouldn't doubt it. It's not making the money they wanted to. Uh, I hope, though, that them delaying it means that the season will go on longer because it's supposed to end today as of recording. So Mm. a few days ago as of airing. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they announced some stuff along those lines, but I haven't looked into it too much. Um, a lot of turmoil going on right now in the WB-verse. I'm not sure if you've kept up with any of this news. Um, it, it was another thing I considered talking about at the top of this podcast, but like I haven't been paying close enough attention to it, where like 
WB merged with uh, the Discovery Channel or something and and or like bought the Discovery Channel. I it, It's kind of complicated, but uh, there's a lot going on with the streaming services, specifically HBO Max, which is, you know, where. Oh, yeah. I watch every episode of Samurai Jack and you've watched a handful of episodes of Samurai Jack yep. on there as well. Lately, yeah. Um, they, I think they've already announced that they're merging HBO Max and the Discovery Plus streaming platform at some point next year. So we should be safe for the rest of our podcast. Um, hmm. But they've already pulled a bunch of original programming off of HBO Max. Um, like HBO people- shows? Like movies mostly, but like yeah, yeah, HBO Max original movies and stuff like that. Seth Rogen American Pickle movie or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, that that got pulled and a few other things too. Weird. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like a scary time for that because I guess this the CEO of like the new corporation that came from this merger is like a money hungry guy who loves reality tv shows so like the chip and joanna gaineses of the world might do a lot better than like the uh or like the nathan fielders of the world or something like that so oh no i know it's kind of dark days ahead for the wb properties and and who knows what this means for like what the home of cartoon network streaming is going to be in the future too yeah yeah, kind of scary. I signed up for HBO actually to watch old uh, like Adult Swim cartoons, like yeah. Moral Laurel specifically. I signed up to watch. You freak! <laughs> I love Moral Laurel. Why would you admit that on a podcast? Why wouldn't you? That's our that's our next one, by the way. We're doing a, yeah, mor- every a Moral Laurel recap. Someone's got to do it. Does <laughs> someone have to do it? Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's got to be us. <laughs> it's got to be us, I guess. Uh, but you know what we if if we have to do that, you know what we have to do first. One Punch Man. No, we got to recap this episode of Samurai. Oh Jack, yeah, yeah, we should say. we should do that. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> episode ninety five of Samurai Jack, titled. <laughs> I used to do that every week, and now I can't do it anymore. <laughs> titled episode ninety five. <laughs> telling it like it is. Jack, the worm. And the warrior girl. And the ancient master's son. And the ancient master's son. <laughs> uh, that is uh, on par with how they used to do it. <laughs> now they don't do nothing, probably for the best. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, episode 95. Of course, Brendan, you'll remember last week we sort of left on a cliffhanger uh, where uh, pretty much literally – um, Jack falling off a cliff to his seeming demise. His certain death. His certain death. No one would ever be able to live from such a fall. Nope. Nobody. Not one person. Especially not, not a soul. Not two people. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? Maybe one person. <laughs> but two people? That's insane. <clears throat> no. What are the odds on that? Uh, astronomical, I would say. <laughs> Uh, yes, Jack falling to his death, question mark, after last week's episode, after defeating the daughters of Aku in a bloody battle. Um, and yeah, it ended with him falling. So we're going to pick this one up where that one leaves off in episode 95, April 8th, 2017. Uh, the episode starts in that forest below 
and uh, Jack wakes up in a panic. Brendan, he's alive. He's alive. He pops up out of the snow. You could call this a cold open. <laughs> uh, you could call it that. <laughs> Way to laugh at your own joke, buddy. <laughs> It's all right. I've got my own jokes written out here in my notes, and I'm sure that I will be laughing at them as we go. So it's going to be fine. Um, he wakes up kind of in a panic. Uh, there's in his mind the vision of uh, an attacker that has the body of one of the daughters of Aku, but the face of Aku himself. <laughs> yeah, stupid, sexy Aku. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he does wake up with a little bit of, uh, you know, um, now he, he wakes himself up and he's in a panic. He's swinging a spear around wildly, but calms himself down when he realizes nothing's really there. Um, he looks up at where he fell from above, high above the tall trees in front of him. And there's a flashback of him crashing through those tree branches and landing in the snow safe and sound. Landing in the snow, which led to the cold open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good one. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll, <laughs> we'll keep it going. Uh, he looks down, and there's a trail of blood leading to one of the daughters of Aku, who is dead. Mm-hmm. Very dead. A lot of blood all around blood her. Every- Seems like she might have, like, not immediately died. Yeah. Because there's a trail of blood, so maybe she tried to, like, escape, but then eventually gave up the ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's she's gone. He stands over her corpse. And then from behind him, somebody yells, murderer. And he swings around to see who it was. And it's a murder of crows shouting hey. the word murder, murderer, murderer him. and killer. They're accusing Jack of heinous acts. These mm-hmm. crows. Um, and he's seething for a moment as they yeah just berate him. Um, and then he silences them and he yells, no, they chose the path, which of course we remember is one of those important lessons that he learned in last week's episode. Yep. In his time in the cave with the dog. His time hanging out with a wolf and then thinking about his dad. (laughs) Like you do. Taught him everything he needed to know. Yeah. I, you know, you got your dog behind you right now. Mm -hmm. And is your, is your papa on the mind? Uh, yeah, well he is now. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's like selling someone like don't think about an elephant. <laughs> um, yeah, these crows yelling at Jack. You know, we kind of talked last week about how oh Jack's broken out of like the guilt of killing someone, and then this very quickly sets up like maybe he's like not as cool with this as we thought, or like maybe he's not as recovered as we had assumed. Yeah. Yeah. He was okay to do it in the moment, but it's still eating at him. Yeah. Still weighs on him heavily enough where he's having like yet another episode. Mm -hmm. But as, as this kind of ends uh, out of nowhere, the hooked end of the chain whip that we've seen in last week's episode flies in and narrowly misses Jack's head and he turns around to see Ashi is charging at him. Brendan, she also survived the fall. She did. So I actually thought Ashi was the one laying in a pool of her own blood on the ground. She had a very similar hairstyle, which, of course, is the only way that we're yeah. able to tell these girls apart. I thought that was her and that she just got up for this attack. 
right? It was maybe a trick, a perhaps. Ruse, yeah. <laughs> Very it unlike their character, though, I think. <laughs> yeah, she. I, I'm not sure she would have done that. She would have just went straight in for the kill yeah. instead of trying to like play games with him. That's true. Um, but in any case, yeah, they, they both survived the fall, but the fight is not over for her, at least. Um, she leaps into attack, but Jack grabs the chain from midair and whips it around and ties Ashi up and dangles her from a tree. Yeah, very similar to the uh, end of last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he kind of whips that chain in some sort of miraculous fashion that like restrains her against this tree. <laughs> But he's got it figured out and she's useless now, just helplessly swinging from that chain. And Jack walks up to her and she starts like kicking at him and continues to have zero chill when it comes to Samurai Jack. Yep. Just repeating the lines, uh, die and scum. Yep. You will die, scum. I will kill you. Yep. Um, She's kind of annoying, actually. (laughs) I think that's, you know. Part of the point is this is kind of all this is like the one dimensional thing that she's got going on right now. Yeah. Um, And she just won't let it go. I just wanted those characters to be cooler (laughs) than they ended up being. As soon as they uh, open their mouths, you're like, oh, this is this is what this is kind (laughs) of all they are. huh? I I see. Your whole character is described in one scene. Um. Well, I don't know. Perhaps we'll have more time to grow with Ashi even in this one episode. Maybe. Uh, We'll find out. Uh, She, of course, Brendan, she does quote Austin Powers and asks Jack, why won't he die? Yeah. (laughs) And does it in a British accent. So uh, I felt like I had to include that in the podcast. Do you think (laughs) it was worth it? Yeah, I think so. I actually don't remember the scene you're talking about, though. Oh, we've, I mean, come on. That's a, a <laughs> classic in, in international c- cinema. Um, it's fine. Don't worry about it. What if I said $1 million? Yep, yep. I do know that one. <laughs> and then I sing the Baby Back Ribs song. Ooh, boy, this is. Yeah, yeah. My favorite bit nightmare. is the Irish assassin who keeps the charms from his victims. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that guy. They're always and after me, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. I recently learned that the original Lucky Charms mascot was just some, like, shitty wizard. Oh, really? His name was, like, Wally the Wizard or something. Or I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was not Lucky the Leprechaun. It was a some dumbass wizard. Some random fucking wizard. Then they changed it into, yeah, a leprechaun thing, which has stayed strong to this day. I think that was the right choice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anyway... We got to that point by me making a bad Austin Powers reference. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, Jack is dumbstruck by, yes, all these words just flying out of Ashi's mouth. And he tells her she's very troubled and confused and says, you know, Aku is actually the evil one. Um, and he kind of ponders, you know, this is he's only ever seen robots that are programmed to hate him this much and be so (laughs) full of hate and think about Aku in this way, but he's never actually met a human that felt this exact same way, which I wonder if this is true. I do feel like most of the time, like most humans, if they don't sympathize with his cause, like there, uh, there's not a lot of human 
Aku fans out no, there that I we've seen. Don't think we've really seen any. Uh the comics I think came the closest when Aku put out like the all what is it, all points bulletin on him. Right. And those two like farmers tried to fight him. But I think that even they weren't necessarily different. like Aku yeah. supporters. They were just in it for the the bounty. The reward, yeah. Um but yeah, he's he's confused how a human is capable of this kind of uh, misinformation about what Aku is, but also just the pure amount of hate going on inside of her. Um, he ponders if it's possible for him to convince Ashi that he's not evil and Aku is. He does this at the top of this episode in like his first ever conversation with Ashi. It feels very weird to me. Like, I, I I guess I'm not entirely sure why he feels the need to do this. Yeah, when he was so ready to just kill them all in the last episode, he's kind of had a change of heart. And he's like, well, yeah. maybe maybe I can turn her to my side, even though she's actively trying to kill me right this moment. And I know they're doing this for the television show, um, but it does, yeah, just seem like a weird moment for him to do this. I mean, I guess... He this is who Jack is, is like he wants to see the good in people generally um, and yeah, would be more willing to rehabilitate someone than to just like straight up kill them. That's Mm. not, you know, part of his character, but it it is almost this weird like thing. I don't know. I don't want to get too. uh, I'm not even sure. I guess maybe woke is what you could call what I'm about to say, (laughs) but it's. Which is also a word I hate, but it's it's almost like kind of like a weird male savior thing where he's like, I feel like I need to fix her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see I don't, that. I don't, I don't, I don't, it just feels a little odd to me. I don't think I don't think Jack would think in that way, like, oh, this poor woman, like, let me take care of her. But also, like, it's just kind of a weird. I don't, I don't know. It felt weird. <clears throat> um Yeah. But then she calls him a lecherous snake and we can kind of move on from that whole yeah. scene. So that's good. Uh, it should be noted that Ashi is voiced by uh, Tara Strong, who is, you know, of course, a voice acting veteran. Yep, yep. In all kinds of shit. Yeah. She's been in everything, including past episodes of Samurai Jack. Yep. So here she is. Uh, speaking of Harley Quinn, actually. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, the earth starts to quake beneath them. And the entire forest explodes up from the ground below and Jack and Ashi are sent flying sky high as a just absolutely massive beast bursts up sending like trees and boulders and every single thing in this forest flying through the sky uh, with its big gigantic gaping mouth, like waiting for their fall into it. Uh, yeah, and you get, the, you get this really fun, like, slow motion scene for that goes on for what feels like forever of Jack yes. looking like dumbstruck floating through the air above this thing. <laughs> Not really sure, yeah, what to make of the whole thing. Yeah, he, he is taking it all in, like, maybe f- figuring how he's going to find his way out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but while he's distracted, Ashi... She she flips herself towards a tree and then launches herself towards Jack with her chain hook wrapped. Uh, it's caught in her mouth. Yeah, and cuts him across the back. And he is so annoyed by this. <laughs> yeah, wait, what does he say? He's like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> he, he tells her, "Are you kidding me?" Which is the appropriate reaction. It's like, dude, now we're gonna do this now. 
it's really good. There are a couple of lines in this like opening scene that I thought were very funny coming out of Jack. Uh, the Are You Kidding Me was one of them. And then after he's like has his talking to himself about trying to rehabilitate her, she's like, die scum, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, now you're just repeating yourself. <laughs> uh, he's a silly man. Yeah. <laughs> he has some moments of levity in this episode that I think are a little they're not out of place. I don't think it's just kind of funny because he's been so like serious for this whole season so far. This is one of the things about this episode and even like this show, you know, not to spoil anything. And I don't even really remember like every episode that comes up, but like it does kind of get back to more familiar, like fun Samurai Jack mm. in some moments. Um, in a way that, yeah, it, it, we talked about like how serious, a lot of the moments were in, in the three episodes we've talked about so far. Like, it is nice to have, like, a little change of pace. Like, oh, yeah, Jack, Samurai Jack wasn't always, like, this epic, serious, action-heavy kind of thing. Like, even most of the time, it was, like, a fun, yeah, joyful, kind of jokey kind of thing. So it is it is nice to have that attitude back in some capacity. Yeah, I like it. Um, it is, I, as much as I do like uh, how serious it has been, it is nice to to kind of feel like it's lightening up a little yeah, bit. For sure. And it will continue to, I think, for over the coming weeks. You know, there's ups and downs. We'll find out. Um, The, yeah, she, <laughs> she's attacked him in mid-fall, which, you know, she's she's still focused on the mission here. Um, She lunges at him again, but she misses and smacks her head on a tree and she knocks herself out cold. Um, as they continue falling closer to the inside of this giant beast, uh, Jack grabs Ashi and safely holds her as they fall into like an open pore inside yeah. of its mouth as opposed to like smashing against the side of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they fall down into this cave and Jack kind of slowly, he slows their descent and then leaps down into like a wide open chamber that's covered in like these little polyps yeah it's massive it's got like rolling hills in the background it's just like this giant cavern of f monster flesh one of many yeah interesting environments that the two of them will find themselves in in this episode yeah similar to the uh the dragon episode yeah um, but much bigger yeah on a much different scale for sure um yeah he they land in here and jack sets Ashi down and he sits down himself and uh, he actually sits on one of those little polyps, which explodes in a green stink cloud, which he has to wave away from his nose in a nice comical scene. Yeah. Speaking of the, the dragon episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> some things never change. Uh, <laughs> he looks over at Ashi, who has woken up and she is cackling maniacally she's got kind of a weird laugh i think it may be the first time she's ever laughed in her entire life it could be yeah. <laughs> my lord and master aku may it please you for all eternity the samurai is dead um i'm right here oh we've been swallowed by a monolithic creature you're dead I've been inside giant creatures before. I'll find a way out. Of course, in reference to Jack and the dragon, as you just mentioned. Yeah, and the uh, 
Is it Jack Tales, the one where he gets eaten by the sea serpent? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep. Jack has made a habit of getting eaten by very large creatures. Yep. He kind of, it's he it's his fetish, maybe. <laughs> hey, you don't want to yuck that yum. <laughs> not, um, on, not on a public broadcast. <laughs> um, She tries to kick him. But he like smacks her away and tells her to stop. He's like, I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> Go sit down. I got to figure this out. Um, she says, no, I'll never stop. And Jack's like, yeah, 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 I get it. And uh, again, he tells her, you know, I'm going to change your mind about all this. You'll see that you're not thinking clearly. Um, and he gets cut off as from the distance, a horde of these nasty crab monster things. Yeah, they're uh, like crab turtles with big, like, gopher teeth. It's kind of, yeah, an amalgamation of lots of different things. But, yeah, big, nasty, monstrous things. Living living creatures inside of this living creature. Yeah, this giant worm thing has crabs. Should go see someone about that. <laughs> That's what Jack's here for. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. Um <laughs> One of these things, yeah, roars at Jack, and Ashi tries to kick Jack into its wide-open mouth. Um, Jack hides beneath one of these crabs, uh, and a, another one swipes at him and cuts off one of its spindly legs, mm -hmm. and it kind of clangs to the ground like a sword. Um, and in this moment, I was actually thinking to myself, well, this fight actually won't be tough. Jack will just whip out his sword and defeat them. And then I kind of went, oh, wait. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he doesn't have that. This was maybe the first moment I've had this entire season where I <laughs> legitimately thought like, oh, well, Jack will just defeat them with a sword. It's not a big deal. And then I went, oh, uh, mm, they set up a thing where that's not possible. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, these things are made of swords. Yeah, they're just swords all the way down, as it turns <laughs> out. Yeah, he picks up that leg and starts carving through them, but he could see that some of them are advancing on Ashi, who is still tied up in that chain and can't fight back. Um, she tries to jump out of the way, but lands straight into the open mouth of one of these things. Um, and its teeth close down, but Jack cuts through those big old teeth and frees her. Uh, and as thanks for this rescue, she immediately starts trying to kick him over. Yeah, it's I, it was a little hard to read this scene, actually, because it's got Jack spinning around fighting them and her like spinning around Jack kicking. And I couldn't yeah. I, I thought she was attacking him, but it was kind of hard to tell if she was like kicking at the monsters that were attacking or if she was kicking at his head. Uh, but it I think you're right. I think she she's attacking him. him. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's like a fun premise that they play with. Of Jack, like trying to, uh, in this particular scene, like fight these creatures, but also in like later scenes, trying to like escape, but also like he has to fight against Ashi herself, who he's actually saving. Yeah, who's constantly trying to get him killed in different ways. Yeah, so he's pulling like double and triple duty, like in every situation in this episode. It's kind of a fun idea. Yeah, um, she gets blinded by some of the crab's blue blood. And uh, Jack takes this window. He takes advantage of this window and fastens, fastens like a little backpack using the chain and wears Ashi on his back. Yeah, it's a good bit. Like, uh, like I almost said Yoshi, like Yoda. 
<laughs> uh, Yoshi carries people on his back. Yeah, but you don't carry Yoshi on your back very often. I would. <laughs> IRL. Gladly. When there was only one set of plumber prints, that, that <laughs> was, was where I carried you. <laughs> that was me carrying Yoshi on the beach. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's uh, on Jack's back now. Um, she starts headbutting him, though, from behind, and he goes like, <laughs> he calls her crazy woman. He says, crazy woman? I'm trying yeah. to help you. <laughs> One of the crabs strikes her, and she gets knocked out. Once again, so Jack at least doesn't have to deal with her in this fight anymore. For the moment, yeah. Yeah, currently. Um, but he runs away with Ashi strapped to his back and jumps up a corridor out of this room and they escape. Um, he runs along for a while. There's some very cool landscapes inside of this creature, like lots of different rooms filled with like these weird organic tubes glowing and crackling with energy and like different lighting in all these rooms. It's a, a lot of cool landscapes going on here. Yeah. I, I really like the environments, um, especially that one you were talking about with like the lightning, the, like the firing neurons going off in the background. That yeah. was very fun. Yeah. A lot of interesting, yeah. Like pulsing energies in these different rooms. It's, it's, um, it's very cool. And it's much less video gamey than the dragon was oh, yeah. in Jack and the dragon. Um, yeah, this is this is like distinct, like biomes inside of this yeah, creature. It feels like an alien world almost inside. Yeah. There are some scenes where it's kind of easy to forget that they're in a monster. Like there are trees for sure at one point, mm -hmm. uh, but it's still very fun to look at. There's a lot going on inside of this. the The biology of this this monster is insane. Yeah. Um. It fades to darkness as Jack is running along, and in this darkness, we can hear the high priestess's voice very calmly saying, Ashi. She says Ashi a few times, and then a vision of the high priestess with like an angry red face and sharp fangs yells, kill the samurai. Mm -hmm. And Ashi wakes up, and she's still chained up, and uh, across the room that they're in, she can see Jack is sitting in contemplation, not looking at her. Um, they're in this room, yeah, with these weird, like, hairy, they're almost like trees, like you just yeah. said. Um, these weird, yeah, fuzzy columns and, like, these little spiky balls growing out of the ground. Yeah, little little morning stars that just pop up out of the ground. <laughs> just, yeah, convenient weapons growing from every inch of this room. Um, there's little floaty fuzzies in the air all around. Um, and this room is painted in what can only be described as bisexual lighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of pinks and purples and blues going on in here. It yep. looks actually cool as hell. It does look very cool. I, it reminds me of like a black light kind of setup. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very cool. Um, all these little fuzzies in the air, though, one of them floats up to Jack and starts speaking to him. So he's having another one of his crazy Samurai Jack visions. Yeah, I really like this little fuzzball thing. It's my new favorite Samurai Jack character because <laughs> it's got like a it's got like a little kid's voice uh, in, yeah. in like a British accent or like an Australian accent or something. Mm -hmm. uh, it's weird. <laughs> why? Why is this something Jack conjured up? 
Yeah, I know. It's 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 a funny little thing, but it tells him. And of course, this is just Jack talking to himself, but it tells Jack to just, you know, get out of here. Like, what are you waiting for? And Jack's like, no, I, I can't. I can't leave Ashi behind. He doesn't say that. He doesn't. Yeah, I don't he, think he knows her he name. Know her name. No. <laughs> but he says, yeah, he won't leave her behind. And the little fuzzy tells Jack that he's gone mad. And he says, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And he blows it away. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Best character. <laughs> uh, maybe they'll bring it back. <laughs> I hope so. Subsequent episodes. It's, it's the final boss of the show. The fuzzy. The fuzzy was yeah with him all along. It does kind of look like a Kirby boss. Oh, man. Kirby bosses get crazy, especially when you get to the final bosses of Kirby games. True final bosses. Oh, yeah. They become, yeah, like world-eating cosmic entities. Yeah, it's amazing. As opposed to like fun, fuzzy dogs in the earlier levels. Love it. I absolutely (laughs) love it. It's insane. Um, Yeah, he blows away that little fuzzy. um, But the blue spectral version of Jack also appears in this room. uh, And he says, I don't want to talk to you either. Um, and it's kind of like a regular version of Jack this yeah. time. I noticed that uh, his chin isn't gigantic um, and he he looks more like he, he's not doing the, the weird perspective things that like the one in the cave in the last episode had going on. Right. Um, he does make a few very fun faces, but for the most part, it's just like very on model Jack. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the original Samurai Jack that we know. Yeah. yeah, just like you said, like not any kind of crazy distortions that some of the other ones have had. And I wonder if that's intentional. I wonder if that's supposed to be showing that like he's starting to get control over them. So they're becoming yeah. less twisted. Like whenever he's at his lowest, they get more and more monstrous and twisted. But Could right be. now he's at a place where he's like feeling good about his abilities again. Uh, he's actively helping somebody now that he wants to be help <clears throat> wants to be helping. Uh, so this like manifestation looks more like the actual person, right? He's feeling more like himself by doing the things he usually does. So when he sees himself, it's just him. Yeah, it's, it it is who we all know to be Samurai Jack. Yeah. So I think that's a good point. Um, yeah, it, he he's talking to this other version of himself and. We get Ashi's perspective as she looks over and sees that Jack is talking out loud to no one. So yep. once again, <laughs> Jack is talking to no one and other people in the room think that he's completely lost his mind, which he has. Which he has. Yeah, yeah. He's, they're hearing half of a conversation. Right. Um, so he looks like a madman, which, again, he is. Um, as she's watching him, we can see a different crab monster creep up silently behind her. Uh, and it covers her mouth and then grabs her and walks away. It's kind of weird, like the sentience on this thing. Yeah, it's a weird little guy that like almost like shushes her. Yeah. Putting his hand over her mouth. Um, yeah, it, it kind of absconds with Ashi and Jack is not paying attention. He's still arguing with this version of himself. And uh, inner Jack tells him. You know, she chose this life and has to deal with the consequences, like trying to turn like Jack's lessons around on him to get him to leave. But uh, regular Jack, 
we're going with inner Jack and regular Jack again. It's it's okay. making things yeah, yeah. much easier. Um, <laughs> he growls at this version of himself and, you know, he says, you know, why don't you understand that this is my fault? And, you know, she would not be here if it wasn't for me, um, which is partially true. Uh, but also like he's giving himself too hard of a time over that. Like her, her sole reason for being born was to destroy Samurai Jack. So like, it's, it's true that she is here yeah, because of him, but then also, yeah, like those same lessons that even this version of himself is telling himself right now, like, but also like she is a human being that made choices. Yeah. Too, so it, it's, it's kind of complicated. He's not directly responsible for it in any way. No, but Jack being who he is and in the state that he's in right now, like he feels like he has to make up for uh, what's happened to her. So like him saving her life is like him finally doing right by her, I guess, in mm-hmm. his mind. Um, he he <laughs> he has this whole explanation and then inner Jack looks up and smiles and he says, "Uh, she's gone, which is weird, right? That's weird that it the inner weird. Jack noticed that. And Jack hadn't turned around yet. Right. Because it's just him. It's yeah. Like, are they doing like a a fight club kind of thing where either of them could actually be his body wandering around? And we're not really sure which one it is at any given point. Inner Jack is Tyler Durden. Yeah. Or or like Mr. Robot did the same thing. Uh, But they actually played with it a lot in the later seasons where they would start showing you which one was actually the person walking around Mm. and which one was the, the just the manifestation of the character interesting yeah they they start um, having like full scenes where he you see him like arguing with somebody um in any case <laughs> you are right that it's very funny that <laughs> one version of jack notices that she's gone while the other one doesn't <laughs> especially yeah. considering that jack is jack so like he should have been the one to see it <laughs> yeah it's that that was a little weird for me but i kind of like it <laughs> i do too it's funny um yeah they they see the crab monster clambering up to the ceiling like hiding above in some shadows above them um and inner jack tells jack uh to leave just leave her behind uh, but instead, he does pick up one of those strange Morningstar weapons growing out of the floor in this room. <laughs> Convenient. Um, and he climbs up that pillar, and there's a sound of a very brief scuffle before that crab crashes down dead with a giant spiky weapon <laughs> lodged in its head. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun that they had the fight off screen and then just mm-hmm. dropped the body in the frame. Yeah, just a dead weapon still stuck in its skull. Um, Jack comes back down and places Ashi on his back again. And, uh, he tells her you're welcome. And she tells him that she would rather have been eaten and shit out by the crab than be grateful to Samurai Jack. Yep. Not in, not in so many words, but yeah, she does say that. Not not exactly like that, but that is what she says. Yep, it is. Yeah. (laughs) And he's very discouraged by that. And then, Brendan, we get one more appearance of your favorite character. The little fuzzy reappears to taunt Jack and say, what'd you expect? A hug and a kiss? Yeah, I love it. I love this little guy. Well, that's the end of it. Fuzzy, <laughs> fuzzy out. That's a series wrap on fuzzy. <laughs> he exits the room and the entire show. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Uh, fuzzy spinoff coming up soon, I think. I think Fuzzy is actually going to be in multiverses. Oh, my God. 
I would play as Fuzzy. I would do it. Yeah, I would do it <laughs> for sure. Uh, it cuts to commercial and cuts back. Jack is walking along with Ashi in tow, and she is just relentlessly berating him with her usual lines. Um, but there's a lot of talk about how Aku is responsible for all that is great mm-hmm. in this world. And like Jack should appreciate like everything that Aku has done and the beauty of, of this earth that is in his vision. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, it's, it's, there's some like, uh, yeah, making fun of Jack or, or like tearing down Jack, but it's mostly like a lot of Aku praise that is yeah. coming out of her mouth. Um, and of course we know this does not sit well with Jack someone who has more contempt for Aku than any other person that exists. Yeah. yeah no, he's not having it. Enough! Everything, every word, every thought that you know is wrong. Aku, Aku is the one that has laid waste to the beauty of this world. He has destroyed Mother Nature. Where do you think we are? Aku has unleashed these monstrosities upon our world, and they feed off his carnage. Liar! Believe what you may, but if you open your eyes and let go of the hate, you will see the truth. Die. Yeah, just like a broken record, that one. His face sinks when he hears that come out of her mouth, too. He's like, ugh. I thought finally I was making a break, but this this might be a lost call. Hold on, am I, gonna, am I gonna have to get the chart? He like pulls out like a standing board. <laughs> like, all right, from the top. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just totally exasperated. Um, and as they're standing in this room, a rain starts to fall, which Jack thinks is weird, yeah. naturally, because they're inside of a thing. There yeah. shouldn't be rain. <laughs> Uh, but of course, it's not actually rain. It is thousands of tiny little needles falling from above. Yeah, that's fucking horrifying. <laughs> One of the scariest things I can think of <laughs> I, to ever I hate happen. this idea. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah, I, I don't even like hail, like actual hail, like that kind of freaks me out too. Yeah. But needles falling from the sky. Fuck that. Uh, that's some, yeah, horror shit going on right now in Samurai Jack. Um, he scoops up Ashi and runs to cover and they sit under this little outcrop and they sit in silence staring at each other and they're both filled with thousands of these little needles and, uh, Ashi has the most sour face of any character of all time. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't say anything, but she is very pissed off. I would be. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, yeah, anyone would in that situation. Um, but Jack says, well, let's get this over with and starts plucking needles off one by one of each of them. Yeah, this scene goes on for a bit too long, I think. I wondered how many needles they were going to let Jack pick off before they finally broke the tension of this moment. Brendan, it was 14 needles. I oh my God. Yeah. About halfway through that, I started legitimately thinking they were going to make us sit there and watch him remove every needle, every single needle. There was so many of them all over both of their bodies. 
Um, but no, it was it was only 14, but it felt like 1400. Yeah, it did. Even though it, it even started speeding up, I think like it was very slow and deliberate at first and then it got faster and faster. But yeah, it still felt like forever. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely did. Um, yeah, Jack, finally, he feels like he feels like he should say something. And he's like, hey, you know, people actually pay to get this done. It's called acupuncture. He's got this big, dumb smile on his face, which she does not return to him at all. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I like Jack in this moment. So that's He's trying kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's you know, he's he won't fully give up on anyone. He's like, hey, you know, let's make the most of this situation. And she is just absolutely not happy. <laughs> no, she's completely over this. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's another one of those great moments that it's like fun to have jokes like this back in Samurai Jack. Yeah. Um, they resume the journey again, lots of very cool landscapes and beautiful colors that they walk past. Very cool. Um, they pass into this corridor and hide behind a wall as this big worm creature thing scuttles by. Yeah, that thing's horrible. I don't like the idea of something like that being inside of my body. Nope. Freaks me out. Um, yeah, it scuttles by and Jack sees that it left behind some pieces of like exoskeleton, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and he picks them up and fashions them into armor and slips them on. And it's <laughs> just like this big green chest piece with blue fur on the back of it. He literally says, I like the back fur. Yeah, he does. He looks like a fool. Yeah. Like when you're in uh when you're playing like World of Warcraft or any MMO and you're early leveled, so you're just wearing whatever armor you pick up. Anything you pick up. Like yeah. when I was playing Elden Ring, I'm like, all right, what what pots am I going to pick up and then put on my head? <laughs> I love it. Now he he looks ridiculous. Ashi even tells him, You look hideous, which Jack takes as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Jack is climbing up a tall pillar with Ashi on his back. And uh, they almost reach the top of the pillar, but Ashi gets annoyed and comes up with an idea to swing her legs forward, knocking them both off the pillar, plummeting towards their death. She's committed to the mission, even if it (laughs) takes her out. She's not worried about it. Um, But Jack desperately grabs a vine that's on this pillar and stops their fall. Um, I also don't like thinking what this vine is potentially made of because is it a, it's inside yeah. of a living creature. Is it a vein? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to think about it it's too weird. much, but yeah. it's hard not to. Um, he stops their fall and he looks down at Ashi with a scowl. He's like starting to get a little fed up with this. And it cuts to Jack climbing back up that pillar. But now that chain is dangling from his waist so she can't surprise him like that again. Well, I mean, she could still very easily, like, kick off the the thing they're climbing, and that would probably still pull him pretty good. That's true. But, you know, now he's ready for it. You can't fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. You're dangling from a chain. <laughs> you can't fool me twice. <laughs> can't be dangling it again. Oof, I butchered that. Yeah, you want to Do you want to try it again? Nope, we're going to leave it. <laughs> Enjoy it. That one's for you, folks. Um... They reach the top of this pillar and enter into a pitch black chamber. uh, And Ashi gasps as she looks up 
at these at dozens of these floating creatures in the air, which are like a variety of multicolored jellyfish fish whirly gig things. Yeah. Which, if we will recall last week, uh, the daughters of Aku were all stunned to see a deer. Yep. So this shit has got to be absolutely blowing her mind. Oh, yeah. What the hell is all that? <laughs> I, I, mother told us of some creatures would be in the world, but this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> um, But I mean, I guess to this point, like this is the one thing we know about Ashi is that she does have some level of curiosity about like things in the world. Yeah. You know, we saw that at points in like her training as a young child. So we do know that like she is interested in like what else is out there in a way that her sisters, you know, were not necessarily the same way. Yeah, we don't we don't get that really from any of the other ones. Even no. there's a more of that type of thing and you still don't have it from them. Right. Right. This is kind of. This is Ashi's thing. Yeah. Ashi's the only one who gets the development because, you know, the rest of them are dead. So. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one they weren't going to kill off in two episodes. <laughs> um, Jack says to her, you know, even in the bowels of the darkest of creatures, there is beautiful light. And as he says this, a hole opens up in the ceiling above them and light starts pouring in and they can see the sky outside and birds flying above head. So they are close to the exit from this creature. Mm-hmm. But Jack looks down at the floor in this room, which the entire floor is just this big bubbling green acid lake. Uh, and he takes off part of his armor and tosses it in there and it disintegrates. And uh, the hole above closes and Jack figures out, all right, well, all we got to do is ride the creatures up to that hole and then we'll be on our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a bit weird when they start doing that because the scale felt weird to me. Like when you first mm-hmm. see the creatures, they don't look that big. Yes. Like, We're going to ride them up. And then he jumps on one and it's massive. <laughs> it's way bigger than I thought. And they all are like yeah. way bigger than even the two of them. Um, I, I had the same thought. Um, but yeah, they're, they got to escape from this room. Brendan, I, I will admit, like, even with all of these fantastical creatures in this room, I'm much more bored by this room than all of the other ones we've been to because it's just a big black room. Yeah, it's uh, the creatures are fun to look at. Um, some of them have some interesting designs, but yeah, there's not a lot happening here. I kind of wish that, like, the final moment inside of this creature could have been a little more fantastical or, or like, colorful or, or yeah more interesting to look at at least it would have been cool if they they did the like the neon lighting in this room and then whenever like the sphincter in the ceiling opened up the lighting changed to like a natural lighting Mm -hmm. that would have been cool i think it is literally a sphincter because he says they're in the bowels of a dark creature it is well i think anything that is a muscle like that is technically a sphincter gross yeah let us let us speak of this no longer (laughs) um (laughs) Jack leaps up onto like a big, it's basically a big red brain with wings. Um, and it flies up towards the hole, which opens back up. Uh, but from the darkness in this room, a different, much larger creature starts to stir. It's a big spooky Halloween fish. <laughs> uh, something that 
seems like it could actually exist in the depths of the real oceans on our planet. I don't care for it. <laughs> um, yeah, just as he's about to escape this yeah, gigantic skeletal whale shark thing bursts out. Yeah, spooky Halloween fish is exactly yep. right. It, it comes out and snaps at him. Um, and he has to veer his own creature away, uh, but the sh- the the shark creature thing bites into it, sending Jack and Ashi plummeting. But Jack grabs onto another creature just at the last second. Uh, the hole above them closes, and the shark creature thing's translucent body is now visible without the sunlight passing through it. This thing is fucked up. I don't care for it. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Like those, it's very cool. What are they? Dogfish? Is that the little shark looking clear ones? Uh, that sounds right. I think that's what they are. I heard a question maybe a couple of years ago. Somebody was asking a question on Twitter or something like, would you be more scared to go uh, in a capsule like in outer space? Would you be more scared to spend like an hour in a capsule in outer space or an hour in a capsule? like thousands of feet below sea level in like deep, dark trenches. And I know my answer is that one. Uh, yeah, I would definitely much rather be in space. That's, that's less scary to me. Yeah. Horrifying. I just, I don't know. I'm not even afraid of like the ocean itself, but just like the idea of what lurks down there is what kind of crazy hell beasts live in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the thought of it at all. Um, yeah, Jack, uh, they're trying to escape from this this creature. Uh, it bites at the one that Jack grabbed onto, which then surges with like a crazy electricity and starts darting around the room at high speeds. Um, and it whips Jack and Ashi off of it. They slam into this big jellyfish thing uh, that's in a group of other jellyfish things slowly floating their way towards the ceiling. Um they start to quiver as the shark creature swims past them. Uh, but And Jack successfully hides like on the inside of one of these jellyfish. Yeah. I'm not really sure how he found his way in there to begin with. I'm not sure. Did he go in through the bottom? Uh, yeah, that's possible. It's that sphincter we were just talking about. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> puzzle in uh, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Uh, spoilers. I don't Spoiler know. alert. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> how, to, how to solve that one puzzle. <laughs> that doesn't even give away, like, no. what, that part of the game. doesn't matter. Uh, good game, though. Um, the hole in the ceiling opens up again, and Jack climbs out of that jellyfish with Ashi, and they're riding on top of it towards the light, but that shark creature sees them and dashes straight for them. And as it gets closer, the other jellyfish... Uh, quiver again, but now they start exploding, and uh, Jack inches closer and closer to the hole, which is starting to close, and he's pleading with the jellyfish to go faster, but it won't, and the shark's jaws clamp down on the jellyfish, which explodes beneath Jack and Ashi, but that explosion is enough to propel them up into the air, out through the hole, just as it closes, and they've they've made it. They did it. They did the thing. From the belly of the beast into the middle of the sky. Yeah. Out they go. They burst out the hole and they're flying high in the air above. And the huge creature they were in 
was actually swimming in the ocean. Which is weird, because I don't think they were really anywhere near the ocean when it picked them up. It's kind of impossible to tell. They were standing in the middle of like a big snowy forest. Um, and you'd have to think that this thing covers a lot of ground with like any movement. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's possible that it doesn't move at all. And it, it's just that big. Oh, just they, they traveled from one part of it that was in the forest to another yeah. part of it that was in the ocean. That is possible. Yep. Um, in any case, yeah, they're they're flying high above the ocean now and they free fall hundreds of feet into the water below. Um, Jack surfaces, but Ashi doesn't immediately surface. Uh, so he dives down and pulls up her unconscious body. Um, he swims the two of them over to a small island and sort of lays her down. Um, she comes to and she sees Jack sitting on the opposite side of the small island trying to catch his own breath. And uh, Ashi, still not giving up the mission here, a uh, scowl creeps across her face and she very fortunately sees the hook from her busted chain sitting right next to her on the beach. Yep. How convenient. <laughs> yeah, very nice that it ended up right there. But she picks it up and she starts creeping in on Jack, ready to strike him down. His back is turned to her and he has no idea that she's coming for him. She gets closer and closer to him, but then she stops and she gasps as a ladybug flitters past her face. Yep. Which, Brendan, I guess now is as good a time as any to tell you when we did the Witch Samurai Jack character are you quiz, the redacted character from season five was Ashi. I mean, I guess that's not really much of a surprise. (laughs) For a second, I thought you were going to tell me it was the ladybug. Oh, the ladybug was the character? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what a pull. Um, <laughs> as some of the characters in that quiz might not have necessarily belonged, um, but the ladybug was, yeah, that was uh, very much a stretch for them <laughs> to say, you got the ladybug. The ladybug from that one scene. <laughs> uh, no, it was Oshi, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, she uh, watches it fly by her face. And her eyes go wide as she flashes back to her childhood training in the cave with her mm-hmm. sisters. She's sparring with one of her sisters, but she stops as a ladybug flies in and lands on her finger. And young Ashi holds it and smiles as, as she's looking at this creature. The way they framed it, she's got her like finger up in front of her face. And I 100% expected her to try to eat it. Just like... <laughs> got it on her finger she just puts it in her mouth <laughs> yes everything foreign to her is food <laughs> like they don't i i wonder what they did feed them when yeah. they were living in this place i don't know i you know what we're probably better off not knowing because there's probably some weird sick shit that like we don't even want to get into yeah no i'm all right i think <laughs> we'll let that one go um yeah, she's staring at this ladybug on her finger but the high priestess angrily calls her out And the ladybug flies onto the priestess's outstretched hand. And she tells Ashi, you know, all of these distractions that you keep having are not helping. And she says they are not part of Aku's order. Mm -hmm. And with another finger, she squishes that ladybug right in front of young Ashi's eyes. Yep. Murdered it. Crushing every hope and dream that she ever had. (laughs) Um. 
And it cuts back to Ashi in this moment in present day. And one of these ladybugs flies over to Jack and he reaches his hand out and lets it climb onto his finger. And Ashi watches in stunned silence as again the words not part of Aku's order ring out in her head. And Jack smiles and releases the ladybug up into the air. Um, a very formative moment, I think, for Ashi. Oh, yeah. As she she lets that hook drop from her hand and, and will not attack Jack in this moment. Yeah, because he likes ladybugs, too. And anyone who likes ladybugs must be an all right guy. <laughs> um, but the camera zooms out from the island as Ashi sits down sort of further away from Jack and it keeps zooming out. And that is how the episode ends. Boom. So Brendan, I'll say right off the bat, I do actually really like the ending of this episode Yeah, because it, it, it does kind of, you know, they, they heavily emphasize, you know, this is not part of Aku's order is, is the words repeating in, in Ashi's mind. Um, so, you know, if, if, like ladybugs are literally not part of Aku's order and like Jack will let one go. Like maybe Aku's order is not good. And like the beautiful things in the world are, are not part of what Aku has created. So like in this moment of Jack, like letting that ladybug go, it, it, it kind of like, in a way, almost like legitimizes everything that we just went through in that episode where Jack was like trying to prove to her that like the good things in this world are not from Aku. And like if you can just let go of the hate, like you'll yeah. see that this is the case. So I feel like that final moment in the episode does kind of like lend a lot of weight to like all the other steps that we just we just went through. I yeah, it's kind of the the last straw for her, like not believing Jack. Um Right. Which does kind of raise a question for me, though, is like if she was so in love with the idea of Aku and the high priestess had killed the ladybug in front of her, uh, would she so easily then still like appreciate the ladybug the the way that she does? I don't know if that's how I'm what I'm trying to say. Like, um, it just seems weird. Like, how much does she actually love Aku? Uh, how much does she hate? the priestess for what she did then like it's yeah it's it's kind of hard to say it's it's like i i don't know if she necessarily has the love for aku but like has love for things in the world and like if this thing wasn't part of aku's plan then like it's not a good you know what brendan i don't even know what i'm trying to fucking say yeah i was having i was struggling through that as well but but <laughs> i don't even know the point i'm trying to make maybe someone out there knows but it's 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 a bit of a confused message for me um that's it. she would so easily like change her mind because of something so seemingly small yeah that's that's true that's uh, fair it it does seem like we kind of got from like a to b on on jack like kind of turning her thought process around. Um, it does seem like we got there pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so not that it wasn't a great scene. Like I still love the, right. The, the way they did it. It just, it felt like there was no give until that moment. And then suddenly it all just like fell apart on her. 
Right. Yeah. It would have been maybe good to have like one other moment in the episode where like she kind of went like, oh, well, maybe I'm not seeing this the same way yeah. that I always have. And instead, we just get the one. Yep. So uh, that's still true. very good. But well, I mean, aside from the ending of the episode, Brendan, how did you feel about sort of the episode as a whole? Uh, a bit slow. Um, yeah. Given some of what we've been seeing in the past few episodes, this one felt uh, a bit lighter on the action, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I used to complain a lot about heavy action episodes. Um, but this one kind of took a long time to get anywhere. But I think the idea of it was supposed to just be showing like how far Jack will go to help this person who was just trying to kill him. Uh, so I think it works really well. And a lot of like the scenes were, were nice to look at. Like you were saying the different colors and the different landscapes within this giant monster were very fun and interesting. Uh, and not something that we get to see a lot in the show, which primarily is set in like a realistic earth kind of setting. That was probably my favorite part of this episode was just like some of the artwork and like environments and, and stuff like that inside of this creature. Um, probably the part that I enjoyed most of this episode. I, I, I think you're right, but we talked a lot about like the crazy high, like tension that was in the first three episodes and, and like the finale of that fight, like the climactic moment of the, the fight of Jack versus the daughters of Aku. And once that was over, kind of what are we going to do from here? Yeah. Um, which definitely did lead to this episode feeling a lot slower. Like you just said, like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's much more different. It's a much different pace than what we've had thus far, which kind of leads to me like leaning in the direction of saying this is probably the weakest episode that we've had so far. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say it was bad. I enjoyed no, it. Definitely but, not. Um, yeah, just just kind of slow in comparison to those, but it does, I think, do a good job of like setting up kind of where we're going to go from here. Like if the focus of the story is not going to entirely be Jack versus the daughters of Aku, like what is the story now of like Jack and, and like what is Ashi's place in this story? Mm. Like if, if Jack worked to re rehabilitate her and like if she's, starting to come around to like these thought processes, like what, where does it go from here? So like this at least kind of gets that ball rolling, I yeah, think in a yeah. good way. And you do need like the lulls in action as well. You can't just have the show constantly ramp up for 10 episodes because it gets right. really tiring. And like, eventually you get the power creep issue where it's like, well, how do we top this now? So to, to have an episode where they bring it back a bit to like, all right, we've had a big action scene. We had a huge moment. Let's take an episode to kind of cool off and reset, and then we can go bigger from there. It's nice that they're willing to do something mm -hmm. like that, whereas, yeah, another show uh, might be like, well, we've only got 10 episodes left, and then the whole damn thing is done, so let's just go balls to the wall the entire yeah. time. This one is, yeah, very much just like you said, like, well, actually, let's take a moment here and, like, try to like recenter everyone's focus kind of like recenter the story here and, and figure out kind of where we want to go with this as, as opposed to, yeah, just like action, action, action the entire time. Like thinking about, I mean, <laughs> the common modern example of poorly handled finales is game of Thrones where it's oh, like yeah. every single scene, like heightened the stakes 
And eventually it just got to like such a ridiculous level that like it, it, it every time something would happen, you would roll your eyes and be like, all right, well, let's push it to this yeah, next extreme. It just started to implode on itself. Right. So it's, it's like a miracle that like something like this does not do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank God for that. <laughs> I did notice though, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first episode in the season so far where we haven't seen the green samurai, like the specter. Yeah. I think you're right about that. It's the first time he hasn't popped his head in. So yeah, maybe that speaks to his state of like, cause we kind of thought that that was like the ever present, like creeping death, like following yeah. him wherever he goes. So like, yeah, maybe this does lend some credence to him. Like no longer feeling like he's like on death's door, like needs to like give himself up anymore. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's maybe like found some sort of new purpose to keep going on or something like that. So this, this character doesn't show up. Um, I didn't even think about it during the episode, but uh, with the amount of times that that green horse back samurai has shown up. Yeah. It is actually kind of striking that it didn't show up a single time. Yeah. In this episode. You're absolutely um, right. It's just, uh, just interesting. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what it means when the next time we'll see it will be, uh, I don't think it needed to be there. I don't think it needed to be there a lot no. of the times that it's shown up. Um, right. I like the it's idea. It's not like that classic. It's not like it's a classic character. Though, where, where's the green samurai? The fuck is the green knight? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I, uh, I didn't think about it actively when I was watching the episode. It kind of just came to me just now as we're wrapping up that uh, he yeah. didn't, he didn't show up. Which, yeah, I guess that, yeah, the question that does raise for me is like, well, what does that say about Jack's mental state? Because like, yeah. even in this episode, he starts in kind of a rough place with like the crows yelling at him and then like has that conversation with the inner version of himself and the little fuzzy ball. Yep. Um. So like he still is having some of those moments, but like maybe he's in a better place, like not in sort of like a total despair kind of low point. Yeah. Um, which is good because we talked about how much we hated seeing him like that. How upsetting it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to hopefully have him starting to be like moving on from that, that point. That would be very nice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think we're in agreement, like good episode overall. And it, it does help to start, slowing things down here and and hopefully they can pick up the pace in like a different direction, mm-hmm. not just going back to, yeah, like full on fights between Jack and like another group of deadly villains. Like let's try to r- ramp up the stakes in like some kind of different way. I think that would be very welcome from both of us. Yep. Uh, I'm interested to see how the dynamic with Jack and Ashi plays out. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine that she will be a character for probably the rest of the show. I imagine she's going to hang around be kind of like a sidekick type character. Uh, so I'm interested to see where that goes. Hey, she's, she's here now, but mm. so, uh, get to, we'll, we'll get to know her yeah. a little bit. Uh, I don't remember everything about Ashi going forward, but, um, she'll, you know, she'll surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is what I'll say. <laughs> Uh, and we're very much in the territory right now, Brendan, where like, I don't remember like any of the specific 
episodes of Samurai Jack season five to this point, like I or th- this point going forward, like I remember like the whole Daughters of Aku like pursual and the killing of the first human life and then the killing of the other human lives. Like I remember all of that. And then I remember broad strokes, how this whole thing ends. Mm. But as for specific plot points in episodes, like I didn't remember there was one where Jack gets swallowed by a gigantic creature. Like I, I, that totally had slipped my mind. Cool. Um, So I don't, yeah. Upcoming episodes is, is, pretty much a blank slate for me and a 100% blank slate for you. So we're, we're definitely looking at some hopefully fun surprises ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it as well. That was episode 95 of Samurai Jack. Yes. 95. One. That was the one. Uh, Brendan, now is the time for emails. This one's from Joseph. Joseph. Joseph says, hey, guys, I'm back. Watch out. <laughs> Doing <laughs> the sound. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah. Uh, says, life happened and I've been away for a minute. Uh, that's all right. We have missed we you. We missed though. you. Uh, I, look, sure. I look forward to your recap of this season. It's got a lot of great things in it and some not so great things. Uh, so far, I think it's mostly been pretty great. Uh, we we said this episode was a bit slow, but it was still still a great. Still episode. enjoyed it, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, he goes on to say, "Correct me if I'm wrong. Are we to understand that 50 years previously, Aku destroyed the last time portal and Jack lost his sword? Uh, memories a bit fuzzy on that one." He says, "Because I'm not sure if I could watch 39 episodes of Swordless Samurai Jack, referring to the three seasons that didn't actually happen." Right. Uh, and then he says, "Redacted episodes were more than enough for me." Uh, Nick redacted that. He did not type the word redacted because uh, that's a um, spoiler. <laughs> Watch yourself, Joseph. You, uh, <laughs> you threw a number in there and I don't want Brendan to know anything about what comes going forward. Um, but it's your point is is still valid. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. I actually didn't take it, though, where all of that happened 50 years ago. Um. The implication right. to me was that Jack has been in the future for 50 years, including what we saw like in the first few seasons. All of that was part of that 50 year span. That's uh, what we had kind of theorized when yeah. we were talking about this earlier. And I think that's even uh, it, it, it's like made more real by the conversation that Aku has with the therapist version of himself where mm-hmm. he says like, ah, I thought that once I send him here, he'd be gone, but it's been 50 years. So I, I think, I think we're both right. Or, or we're both agreeing that, yeah, it's been 50 years since he got here, not necessarily yeah. 50 years since specific events. Uh, and as for how long ago he lost the sword, that's also pretty unclear. And when the last time portal was destroyed, we don't really get a sense of how long he was kind of wandering around swordless. Uh, so it could have been more recent, like within the past, I would even say 10 years would be like relatively recent in terms of the the grand scheme of a 50 year long stay here. No indication of either of the uh, timeline of those two events. I, it's not been made clear really in any way. Um, the only 
like clue that we have about that is the flashback scene of Jack losing his sword. Mm. He's in his familiar, like clean version of himself without like the long beard and the messy hair. He yep. looks like regular samurai Jack. But again, that could have been any any time. Yeah, it's not clear at all. Considering he's not aging, and I think the only reason he let himself go the way he did was because of losing his sword, like the depression that he fell into when that happened. Uh, So it's it's kind of impossible to know exactly how long he's been without it, unless they specifically say something. How long do you think it takes to grow a big, sweet beard like that? Depends on who you are, I guess. I had a friend in college who could do it in a couple days. God damn, not like that in a couple of days. <laughs> uh, he could do it like that in less than a month, I would say. Good Lord, I am so envious of that. Yeah, yeah, this kid would shave and the next day he'd have like a full on fucking beard already. Um, Did you witness him ever uh, surprising Santa Claus on a roof and then pulling a business card out of his pocket? <laughs> I didn't, no. Mm, but that that's would possible. A lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We'll have to follow up on that. <laughs> I'll have to reach out to him. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, Joseph goes on with one more thing. A fun idea, he says, would be to talk about who we would cast in a Samurai Jack live action movie. Oh, interesting. What do you think? Immediately, I got to go for a likeness. I ask you what you think, and then I'm going to tell you what I think. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> hit me i would probably go just based on looks with like maybe keanu reeves as jack oh that would be cool uh or if we can go for anyone i actually think uh moist critical on twitch penguins zero i think is his name looks exactly <laughs> no- like uh <laughs> this old jack if they were gonna do like an older jack thing uh i, I will no send you a picture is, and you yeah, will please please do you will know okay i guess well if we're being honest, Joseph, uh, and Brendan, I'm sure you would agree with me when I say this. Uh, what would we like for them to do? We would like for them to not make a Samurai Jack live action movie. Agreed, yeah. <laughs> I think we're both terrified of that idea and what could happen <laughs> with it. We've talked multiple times on this show about the follies of uh, live action adaptations of animated <laughs> things. Uh, I, I don't trust what they would do with the property. So if, if, if we had our choice, we would say, no, thank you. Yeah. Just don't. Um, but, but for (laughs) the sake of the game, who would you pick? Right. To play along with it. Uh, it's a really tough choice. Um, and you know, it's a wicked cop out, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I would like to actually see is a Samurai Jack live action movie starring Phil Lamar as the character. That would wouldn't be very that fun. actually be kind of cool? I would like that a lot. Yeah, I'd be I would be okay with that. I would be fine with that as well. Even yeah. though you know, obviously, it doesn't look anything like the character, but you can <laughs> adapt it in any way necessary to like make that a thing. Yeah, and you, then, have you to know, make just the, have Gandhi Tartakovsky direct it, and then it's fine. Do you want him to look like Samurai Jack or sound like Samurai Jack? You can't have both. I want him to uh, just be Philomar. I don't know. I think Philomar would be good in that role. I think uh, so. Philomar is very good. Fun. Yeah, he's good in live action roles as 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 well as all of his voiceover roles that he's done over the yep. years. Um, that's kind of a cheap answer because I'm just literally saying I want Samurai Jack to be Samurai Jack, but I think it would be fun. 
Um, beyond that, uh, oh God, I don't even know. Um, who's the who's the hotness right now? Who are the who are the actors? Oh, Chris getting... Chris Pratt plays Samurai Jack. Well, that's not going to happen. Um, absolutely not. If I want to cast like an Asian actor in the role, I, I guess I don't know who like the popular Asian action stars are at the moment. Maybe um, what's the guy? Simu Liu was is the new Marvel guy in, in Shang-Chi. Um, so maybe maybe him. I don't know. It's, I didn't <laughs> see it. I don't know. I'm very useless when it comes to this question, I think. <laughs> Just pick anyone. Just name anyone. Phil Lamar. Get Phil him Lamar. in there. Get him, yeah. I would love to see it. Well, all right. So here's the premise of that movie. Uh, just to, to play it out real quick. We start what with, we start with, uh, uh, com- what, what would it be? You think it'd be 3D animation or you think they'd get, stick for the 2D? Let's say they start with 2D because I don't want to see Jack in 3D animation. Um, I agree. Uh, and then he faces off against Aku at the very end of like this season. It, it's like a, it's a, a different ending for this. He's fighting Aku. And Aku opens up a portal, but it doesn't send him in time. It sends him through dimensions. Oh, no, I hate this. And already. he lands and he's Phil Lamar this, in this the real sucks. world. This sucks. So <laughs> but with bad. Samurai Jack's mind. <laughs> hey, Jack, you got to go over the, to the club with us tonight. You're going to meet some hot chicks. <laughs> it's just the fish out of water thing. <laughs> All right, Jack. Uh, welcome to your first shift at Denny's. <laughs> and he's going on a date with a lady and doesn't know how to like eat like a like a steak with a knife. I don't even know a steak. That is such a lame answer. For <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's what's a futurist. Oh well, the most futuristic thing of all. He doesn't know what dipping dots are, so he's like <laughs> unsure how to eat. Dippin' Dots and and is kind of marveling at their technology. And Dippin' Dots is the primary product sponsor for the movie. It's just all over the place. There's yeah, he sits on a bench in a park that's got a big Dippin' Dots ad on the back of it. And there's a Dippin' Dots vendor behind him in the background, and at one point uh, there's a crying child, and he buys him Dippin' Dots. And also, uh, Tracer from Fortnite is there because <laughs> it seems like that's just a thing that always happens. In- Tra- <laughs> Tracer from Fortnite. Is that a thing? Not Fortnite. Overwatch. Yeah, that's the one. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all these things. It's so bad. Well, over. Or, so Fortnite now is where all of the characters belong. So maybe he gets sucked into a time portal and it spits him out into the Fortnite universe. And yeah, he's going to find his way off of uh, Tilted. Is yeah, that a pe- thing? People are Tilted Towers was a thing. I don't know if it still is. I have never played a, <laughs> I've never played a Fortnite uh, but anyway, we've done a terrible job. We've we've made a mess of Joseph's question. <laughs> anyway, uh, hold on though. There's one more thing for this live action movie that we need to settle. Jack has to see something and assume it's a minion of Aku. It wouldn't just be a cat, right? Jack knows what a cat is. Jack knows what a cat is. I don't know if we've ever had cats on this show, but he would know what that is. I believe that he would. What would he see that he would mistake for a minion of Aku that is something normal? Maybe oh, maybe just like a a shitty robot or something like there's a, a street cleaning robot goes by. Yeah, that would probably or be something someone like it. riding a Segway. That, yep. Could be that. Yep. Topical. 
or like a or like a Roomba he thinks is like a surveillance device of Aku or something like that. I like it. All right. This sucks. And you know what sucks is like this is the kind of movie that would be made. They would these make days. this shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is where the budget goes for, for movies. So I'm horrified to think of like the ammunition that we just gave to like some kind of Hollywood exec says, hey, you know what? I've got a hot idea. He goes to that new Warner Bros. CEO that we talked about and they green light this and then it's all downhill from there, baby. Imagine walking into a room, though, and someone's watching a movie. You look at the screen and there's Phil Lamar, some lady, New York City. He's freaking (laughs) out about a robot. And you're like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's the Samurai Jack movie. (laughs) Samurai Jack movie, of course. (laughs) Oh, man, what a world. Yeah, well, that's what all these, yeah. Branded movies are like licensed movies are these days. Like, did you ever? I saw that fucking uh, battleship <laughs> movie that. Oh made, no, like, I did years ago. I wanted yeah, to. That was so stupid. It didn't need to exist. But you know what? They made a Lego movie, and like they did a good job. With the Lego that, movie so. rips. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so. I wanted to see the, the the battleship movie. I really wanted to see the rampage movie. Mm. I didn't see I any of those though. Uh, they had the the. What's the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. Is uh, that a thing? Real Steel, I think they called oh, it. Real Steel. I saw yeah. that one, too. Yeah, that's basically um, just Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I had an ex-girlfriend whose family loved to watch extremely shitty movies in the movie theater, so uh, that that was where I Hell saw yeah. both of those terrible movies. I saw a lot of bad movies working at the movie theater. I saw the Dragon Ball movie five times. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I had a great time. I'm sure you did because I I didn't pay for it a single time and oh, I yeah. saw it with different people every time. So I got to experience nice. everyone's disappointment over the course of like a month. Did you start doing uh, what are those callbacks or whatever, like Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, where I like. Oh, no, no, say no. A, you'd like prep a line and yell it out loud and then they'd give you a silly response. You ever do that? I didn't. No, I should have. But I also, despite having seen it so many times, couldn't tell you a single thing that happens in that movie. (laughs) I'm going to say there's a spirit bomb. Is there a spirit bomb? No, because this is Dragon Ball. Oh, 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 I think there's barely any key powers at all. If there are even any. Not a not a Kamehameha to be found. I don't think so. It might have ended with one, but I don't think so. I think a lot of what you get. I do remember a scene now. He puts out a candle with like his key power. Mm, That's okay. Kind of all I remember. It's played by the guy from fucking Shameless. Oh. Yeah. Weird. It's a weird time. Is anyway. Piccolo there? No, I don't think Piccolo shows up. God in that damn one. it. I've, I'm striking out on every single thing that I'm trying to bring. You out. got Yamcha, Chi Chi. Bad. Bad. That might be it. I don't even think there's Krillin. Bulma. Balma and probably I think Balma's there, yeah. Okay, good. You have to if you're gonna have Yamcha, right? Who else uh, is he gonna? Who else is he gonna be horny for the whole movie? Oh, Yamcha, please. Yeah. He'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> he always does. Literally anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, a a, bl- a single blade of grass <laughs> will do enough for his simple mind. I yeah, I don't even think they had. What's the pig's name? I don't think I don't think he was oh, in it. I don't know. I know who you're talking about, but I do not know this character's name. Oh well. Um <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway uh, thank you, Joseph. He uh, finishes up by saying, keep up the good work. Uh, we appreciate the email. As always, if anyone else would like to reach out, you can do so at gotarecap at gmail.com. On social media, at gotarecap. That's on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Patreon, uh, nope. Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Cash app. <laughs> um, <laughs> none, none of those continue. Uh, what else was there? We've got a YouTube channel. That's also got a recap. Uh, mm-hmm. Our website, got recap.com. You can find <laughs> our show on anywhere. I think that podcasts are hosted such as Spotify. I not iTunes. That's not a thing anymore. Apple podcasts. And if people wanted to say how they felt about our shows, you could uh, leave a review uh, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us a thumbs up. Share it with your friends. Uh, we post little clips of the show on all the social medias. You can share those around so people can see how hilarious we are. Uh, yeah, you can share those with your friends and share Big belly laughs with them that you'll treasure <laughs> for the rest of your lives. And I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I don't think I am. No, you pretty much nailed it. Um, you know, we're we're coming down to the final, well, now, God, six episodes left of Samurai Jack. So uh, along with any questions about Samurai Jack or Cartoon Network or anything kind of along those lines, um, you know, we are continuing and, you know, in the coming days, we will start to sort of proceed with thoughts of what comes next from mm-hmm. our podcast that is still very much undetermined. Yep. After we finish the Samurai Jack and Moral Oral podcasts, we will be wide open. Yes, after yes, that that is right. After we've gone through each and every episode <laughs> of Moral Oral. We were actually gonna do those twice. Yeah. So like go through it one time and then watch it again and see if our thoughts have changed. We're gonna watch it again backwards and see if we catch any like hidden messages in there. Right. We're going to do commentary tracks of our own podcast episodes. So we'll yep, be talking yep. over ourselves and sort of critiquing how we did. In and then we'll do episodes. a we'll do a review series of that where we listen to one of those every week uh, and we talk about that. Uh, not over it, though. That would be ridiculous. So once we're done with all that, <laughs> um, we're going to need something else to do. Um, so, yeah, got a recap at gmail.com. You know, definitely let us know what you would like us to cover next. We've had a lot of people reach out with uh, some answers. You know, recently we had Symbionic Titan suggested. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had things like Powerpuff Girls suggested. We have had uh, Avatar The Last Airbender suggested. And Brendan is smiling because he's so excited to do that. (laughs) Um. But, you know, there there are lots of other animated shows out there to pick from. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's probably plenty of them that we're not thinking of. Uh, send them our way and Absolutely. they'll, you know, be added to the list. Even if we don't end up picking, you know, one of these shows that is suggested, um, you know, just knowing that people out there want us to talk about them. Uh, we've talked privately about, like, maybe doing some bonus content with some of this stuff, you know, maybe throwing some kind of attention towards those shows and then, you know, putting that out on our podcast feed. Yeah. So uh, like if you've got a favorite episode of a show that you want us to cover, but yeah. not necessarily the whole thing, tell us what episode it is. Maybe we'll cover that in a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, also, sticking with Samurai Jack for another minute, um, we will have our season wrap up that we do. But I think we were also planning on doing a whole series like 
maybe like a top 10, if not the entire ranking thing. I don't know. We'll figure, we'll figure that out. I, uh, we'll, we'll figure out what we're doing for that. But if anyone wants to send in their favorite episodes from the whole series, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, just keep in mind that we have not finished it. So please no spoilers for the upcoming episodes. Please. Uh, please. If one of those would be on your list, maybe hold off on sending it for a bit. Right. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you for anything with that. Anything along those lines, send them our way. Got to recap at gmail.com and at got to recap on social media. Please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you, dear listener. Thank you very much. Thank you all very much. Brendan, uh, Jack spent a lot of time inside of a big creature uh, this week. Uh, and I would like to crawl inside of my bed and go to sleep. How does that sound? Good? That sounds great. Yeah. So let's go uh, crawl inside of our beds so we can go to sleep. <laughs> All right. Is what I've suggested. <laughs> sounds excellent. Uh, maybe we can climb inside of the same bed or like a bunk bed. Do you, do you and me want to move in together and get bunk beds? That'd be cool. Yeah. Can we get bunk hammocks? Uh, that sounds like a, like a boat, disaster. Like on a like on a ship. Oh yeah, like we're sleeping below deck. Yeah yeah um, yeah yeah. Who gets the top hammock though? I uh, I call it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I don't want to have to climb up on there. Nice. What a pain um, in the ass. I'll find a way. Uh, I'm also gonna have to find a way for my wife to be fine with you and me moving in together on a ship and getting bunk hammocks, but <laughs> she for some reason cannot join us. We can stack three hammocks. No, she's not allowed. No girls allowed. <laughs> no girls. We'll, we'll put blankets up around it. Paper signs. Uh, that is the rules of the Gotta Recap podcast is no girls allowed. So mm-hmm. if you are a girl who has listened this far into the episode. Uh, You're breaking the rules. Unless your mom, that's okay. Moms can come in. Uh, thank you, mom, for listening. Uh, you will hear from us next week on episode 96. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, especially our mothers. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.